Spell Lore is made possible by contributions from our listeners. Listeners like you. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash spoutlore. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spelt Lore. That was the most YouTuber I've ever sounded. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, guys? It's me, Shadow Hair, and I'm here with another Minecraft Let's Play. Uh, I am your game master, Shadow Hair. Joining me, as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian Abdul Aziz. What's up, guys? <laughs> uh, playing Ving, the Half Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Hey, guys. What's up? It's me. Don't forget to lick that subscribe button. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> playing fat billy the half lake thief jessica ty hello and welcome to another episode of pasta grannies <laughs> introducing somebody Which else's is, youtube channel. <laughs> let me <clears throat> i'm pasta grannies <laughs> sorry can't, i'm not doing this right no you're doing it go this is all i want <laughs> i mean check out pasta grannies it's a great youtube channel uh when last we left our heroes they were introduced to Captain Victoria LeBlanche, privateer, mm -hmm. feared sword of the high seas. And Tuck's new wife. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so there was a series of events that led up to this. There was a series of events. There was a series of weddings that led up to yeah. them being married. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, some attempts to ingratiate themselves to LeBlanche and her, uh, and her cruise after Maggie socked her one. And that was never really cleared up. Yeah, uh, what, what their relationship is, what their history is. We don't know yet. Exactly. But what we do know is that we put on a really sick show uh, with Gail and Cloud Piercer, Cloud Piercer yeah. the Thunderbirds. Exactly. <laughs> to try to uh, impress her or yeah. scare her. And mm -hmm. it worked. That's yeah. why you guys were on the deck in the first place and mm -hmm. why Maggie Socter won. Mm -hmm. And after some, uh, oh, you know, we're just here to help and take us to the north and this and that and the other thing, uh, Tuck made an offer which was... Uh, turn in our friend Ving here, whose bounty is 5,000 coins, which mm -hmm. is more than enough to get you a new ship. Mm -hmm. uh, in return, give Maggie Cole back the clear water. Mm -hmm. And also, please marry me. And if you want, it's stupid or whatever, but I don't care. <laughs> and Victoria LeBlanche uh, accepted all of those things. Yeah. Tuck thinking it was just another one of his silly, out-of-control, flirtatious <laughs> events in which he just trips over himself talking to a woman he's attracted to. Maggie knowing and explaining to Billy and Ving that Tuck was now legally bound to marriage to Victoria LeBlanche. Mm -hmm. There was a night on the ship. Victoria and Tuck had some wine and cheese. Uh, <laughs> Ving and Billy were also present. Uh yeah. Not at first. Yeah. That was rude. Because Tuck was, yeah, that's true. No <laughs> invite was extended. Yeah. Huh. Tuck was really spilling the beans to Victoria about your entire adventure, tip to tails, the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, that's when Billy and Ving popped in and tried to slow things down. Billy grabbed the fanny pack and was like, fucking stop talking about this thing. <laughs> Maggie interjected, made it clear that she does not like Victoria but that she was just going to watch all of this crash and burn in front of her mm -hmm. before heading over to the Clearwater with Billy and, to find Wicker the Cat mm -hmm. and finding also Eric, a Medjai, who's just kind of been laying low, waiting for orders, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, I was told to go on this boat and no one has come to get me, yeah. so I'm just going to wait. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for the guy. 
Uh, what happened after that? Um, we were talking about what the best way to get to the vault was. Mm-hmm. And we were right. like, we should just take the Thunderbirds. This is stupid that we would sail the whole way there. Right. So you went to Victoria and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And Victoria was like, no, 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 no. I'll come with you. We'll sail the boats. It's all fine. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, 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 no. Like, we're just going to go. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Yeah. I'm not letting you go. Yeah. Billy attempted to charm her. And she s- and resisted. And somehow it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was able to resist somehow and revealed that, in fact, she would uh, rather kill you all than let you get to the glacial tower before mm-hmm. her. There was a fight. She stabbed Tuck. Yeah. Bing tried to stop it with the elemental mastery floorboards. Stabbed Tuck right in the side. Tuck took it and stabbed himself technically Yeah, before pushing her back and Victoria LeBlanc drew her knife, said that you couldn't get to the glacial tower before her and her crew drew weapons and charged. That is where we find ourselves now. What do you do? Okay. I Mm. would like to shoot first if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. I uh, pick up a bunch of rocks that I have been collecting. Uh (laughs) Just out of your pouches. Yeah. So that's plus dexterity? Yeah, for volley, I suppose. So that's seven plus two is nine. On a seven to nine, you choose one. You have to move to get the shot, placing you in danger as described by the GM. You take what you can get, which means you deal your damage, but then you reduce it by 1d6 damage. You have to take several shots, reducing your ammo by one. I think in this case, that would mean you use all your rocks to try and hit whoever you're trying to hit. Okay, I'll take several shots. Okay, so you're just going to whip all your rocks at once. Yeah. Who are you throwing them at? Just the guys with all their swords. Oh, just the crew in (laughs) general? Okay, great. Uh, So yeah, go ahead and deal your damage. Okay. This is a D8. One. One. Okay. Oh, Oh, wow. So the guy that's really been shit-talking you, the guy Uh that sounds like this, just Mm -hmm. catches one right in the forehead, and he's laid out on the ground, but he was the only one you hit. Well, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Not for him. That's terrible for him. Uh, but then the crew, yeah, they're moving forward. Victoria is uh, darting towards... Uh, should I use Warcry or what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for will draw everyone potentially to you. Oh. Warcry will potentially terrify everybody. I yeah. like that. With, uh, I would say probably with the exception of Victoria, if I'm being let's honest. Let's do Warcry. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be able to scare the absolute piss out of the crew. Makes sense because you have a rapier in your stomach. Right. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like, you know, we we have a lot of fun here on Spelt Lore. But again, (laughs) 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 we have a lot of fun here. But again, Tuck is a terrifying combatant. Mm -hmm. He's absolutely enormous. Uh, it would be like an actual grizzly bear chasing you down. <laughs> like a T-1000 grizzly bear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you can go ahead and what is Warcry going to look like? Um, I have a rapier in my stomach. Mm-hmm. I have my axe. I am wearing a maroon satin loincloth. Beautiful. Uh, right. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Tuck has a new loincloth that uh, Victoria laid out for him. Oh, you know what Tuck does? Here's what he does. He's really pissed off at Victoria LeBlanc. Like, she fucking stabbed him mm-hmm. and, like, cut his friend and threatened his kid. Mm-hmm. So he's just, like, he rips off the <laughs> the fucking satin loincloth that she gave him. Okay. Because he's like, Victoria... This thing is fucking tacky. And he throws it to the deck. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, also, and then he turns to the crew. He's like, her drapes don't match her curtain. <laughs> <laughs> drapes don't match the curtain. The drapes and the curtains are the same thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Roll it, I guess. Is That's- this Does this count as a war crime? I sure, honestly don't think so. Because it's not in intimidating Are you at kidding? all a man with like a sword in his stomach who gets absolutely naked yeah. uh-huh. and is like screaming yeah, yeah so again uh, this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> okay just fucking roll yeah. it 2d6 plus charisma 11 11 okay so your enemies act with fear or your enemies are afraid of you and act accordingly yes and you get plus one forward against them. Yeah, probably mostly because I'm nude and I have a sword in my belly and all that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so the crew, you, the crew starts running towards you, and you 
rip your loincloth off and start ranting about uh, how you think the loincloth is tacky and you're just bleeding from your gut. You have a huge axe in your hands and they all just kind of stop. But Victoria laughs and she kind of flips the stiletto like the long sharp skinny blade that she has in her hand. Mm -hmm. She's flipping it back and forth and she's like, oh, I don't know my love. I think red is your color. And she swipes out (gasps) at your chest with her knife. Whoa. Mm. That's a cool line. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to roll a fight with honor uh, real quick. Uh, She's swinging on tuck. I can maybe block it. Yeah, totally. Great. I got uh, plus con. I got nine. Nine. So what do you try to do with your... uh... I'm going to block a foment for someone else. So you're going to take this hit? Yeah. Okay. So remember, she rolls a d12 and takes the better for damage. So you're going to do that and then take half that. Okay. Yeah. Six. Six. So three damage. Okay. So yeah, she lashes out with the with the knife and you just step forward. I grab it. I grab the tip of her stiletto. Oh, so it just, yeah, slices into your hand as you grab the blade. Yeah. And I um run my hand down to the tilt and then pop it out. So now I have it like a stabbing thing. I want to come down with her rapier and try and pin her to the mass that she's standing behind. Ooh, okay. Hack and slash. Oh, I have a fight with honor. Can I use that as my damn, my deal my damage to the foe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Great. So yeah, you just roll your damage. Which is a D6. Yes. Six. Six? Whoa, boy. Damn. Uh, yeah, so you just take, you grab the blade. Blood is leaking out between your fingers. Yeah, and I say, um, I have some, something old, something new, something red, and something blue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You rip it out of your hand, flip it around, and stab her right in the shoulder. Yeah. And she, do you like hold on to the blade, like push yeah. her down into into the mast? Oh. Into the mast. You're not going to be able to pin her with this, but okay. like she, you you have pushed her against the mast. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's at this point that the crew is avoiding Tuck, but charges the rest of you. They're all trying to swarm around Ving, like they're trying uh-huh. to free their captain. I'm going to defend. Ooh, who are you defending? The Ving. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So I take out both my daggers. And I'm going to do the thing, you know, cut at their ankles. Zip, zip, zip. Yeah, totally. Okay, so roll 2d6 plus constitution. Okay. 12. Oh, my God. Holy okay. yes. shit. Damn. So you hold yeah. three. Uh, as long as you stand in defense when you or the thing you defend is attacked, you may spend hold one for one to choose an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, redirect an attack from the thing you defend to yourself. Have the attack's damage. Open up the attacker to an ally, giving them plus one forward. Or deal damage to the attacker equal to your level. I think I want to deal damage equal to my level. And your level is eight? Yeah. Okay, so with this group of rapscallions, eight damage is fucking huge. Whoa. So you're just like... Yeah, I hit every Achilles heel, basically. Oh my god, yeah. I'm not stabbing, it's just swipes. So, Tuck, you see this crowd like swarm around Ving and then you see them start falling like wheat. Like it's just like bam, bam, It's like a thresher is going through. He's not getting all of them, but like a good third of them are... I got like a bay blade on yeah. the deck of a ship. Let it rip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spinning like a top. Yeah. Mm. You see Billy start spinning across the deck, slicing yeah. down people. And Victoria is being held against the mast by Ving. Like Ving's using his body weight and the knife in her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ving, Victoria looks you in the eye and you see them like glitter viciously. She's like, I always choose the wrong brother. And uh, what? <laughs> Doug, Doug hears that. He's like, "What the fuck is that supposed to be?" And she is going. She is trying to. Uh, she like grabs the wrist that is holding the knife, and she's trying to wrench it out of her and basically get you in a hold. Okay. Yeah. She. You like. You feel her leg like wrap around your leg, mm-hmm. and like her other arms start coming up around the side, and she's basically trying to yeah get you in some sort of choke hold. Okay. What do you do? Um, I want to, uh, 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 I wanted to, uh, just fists of fury her. Do it, fister. <laughs> Thing, it takes two seconds and just high fives. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, you're not getting away from me that easy. Uh, the, you, um, yeah, the only way you're getting out of this is with a, a barrister and a dotted line <laughs> with your signature on it and, and his too. We're, get, we're, 
And then I'm going to fist a few. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's like pausing from his stuff like, what is he saying? One of the pirates that's laying on the ground with his Achilles tendon slash is like, do you guys talk this much during fights normally? <laughs> Not really, honestly. <laughs> I'm so sorry about it. It's just, but it's just, you know, it's all in a day's work. <laughs> and then while she's uh, wrapping around me, I want to. I'm going to use elemental form and I'm going to Ooh. bring all the water up and behind me and go underneath underneath my uh, skin in, in between myself and her and create a barrier. And I want to build up a um, uh, weird Poseidon-like creature and grow myself to um, a, a third bigger than I am. Okay. Uh, 2d6 plus constitution. That's right. Eight. I get two hold. And uh, yeah, a bunch of people on the deck are like swept off their feet as seawater rushes up over the side of the boat <clears throat> and climbs up your body, forcing Victoria's arm and leg off of you. I'm going to hold like a stockade style thing up. Yeah, totally. You can spend one of your hold for that. That's not something you're just going to get to do. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. When I when 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 the water comes up, I I use it to lock her into place. Yeah, and she definitely finds a way somehow to make this uh, something that she is trying to use as a seductive technique, where like her wrists are bound above her head and like her hair is wetly hanging in front of her face. She's like, it seems I am at your disposal. And then Tuck slugs her in the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't have to hack and slash. She's bound. Okay. You can just deal your damage. Okay. Seven. <laughs> so it's just this like oh my thunder crack <laughs> as Tuck's face pops in and she spits a bunch of blood out and she looks back up and she's smiling like blood in her teeth. Dude, this is turning me on in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you have no clothes on. Having <laughs> steps in front of Tuck. <laughs> and as the crew like backs up a little bit, you can see Billy's still holding two bloody knives on the ground uh but maggie walks up and like chest kicks a dude to the ground and like pushes people away Mm -hmm. so now there's a bit of space between you ving is standing there in his moonlit water form of course always moonlit uh holding victoria aloft in this like stockade stockade style wrist manacles of ocean water and moonlight and maggie taking charge for a moment is just like everybody back the fuck up like she's grabbed a sword off the ground and is just like created a gap in the bodies between you guys and the rest of the crew giving you a moment to act what do you do i'd like to use fairy dust ah all the pirates asleep okay fairy dust oh 10 okay that means you get to affect a lot of people and you can make it work for a long time i'm going to do that okay so you just w- walk up and what? Um, I put like the fairy dust in the water, like as the ship bucks up from a wave mm-hmm. and tilts, all the water starts rushing towards the pirates and Billy puts his hands Sick. in the water uh, and all the dust, like all the magic comes like flowing out and they all yeah. fall asleep. Into their noses and eyes and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. And they all uh. hit the deck and they start going, shoo, <laughs> shoo. Is, did you put Victoria to sleep too? No. Okay. Yeah, so she's just hanging there watching this happen. Blood in her teeth, grinning manically. God, what is up with you? Oh, can I do another move? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, can I use lightning in a bottle? Yes. Oh, what are you trying to do with lightning in a bottle? I'm trying to get out from Victoria why she wants to get to the tower before us. And okay. who the fuck is hired, hired her? Yeah. yeah who yeah. hired her? Cool. Interesting. Okay. I mean, you have to find a way to make it material. It could be in her blood that's yeah, spilling Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it's coming out of the blood from her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay. 12. Oh, my Jesus gosh. Christ. Yes. Okay. So, so, what's so, a 12 on lightning in a bottle? I can hold it indefinitely. So, the blood pouring out of her, it's hitting, like, the deck of the ship. Mm-hmm. And in that, like, images are forming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we can all see, like who hired oh. her so i just pictured oh. it like there's some of the water that's holding up the bottom of the stockade and there's drops of blood's hitting it you know like the oh, blood yes. goes in and makes that swirling oh. pattern that's exactly and then what swirls it is. into like images and movement yeah. oh yeah so it's not even like a uh, picture quality video no. it's no. like blood outlines of like images and people like and scenes. Sh- shadow puppet and blood so you see hmm what do you oh, see i ask her what are you going after at the towers it is as it always is. P- 
people in power wish for more power and use dangerous people to secure it. And what's showing up in the blood? Uh, it is uh, images of her ship arriving to a bustling port city somewhere in the world. It's hard because like you've never it's been just, to this place yeah. and it's all blood. But then like speaking to a person coming down from a throne Whoa. and handing her a big bag of money, basically. <laughs> uh, it's like one of those, you know, like in Disney when they're doing like exposition, but there's no dialogue and it's all cartoons. Like yeah. It's yeah. like really stylized. Who is that? That is the princeps of the Farfields Principality. Oh, shit. I only work for the best and most powerful. And you see, like, very quick images, not of Victoria's memory, but probably things that she has learned of, like, a bustling seaside city, huge palaces, uh, incredible machines and steam technology and, like, fucking automatons walking the streets, armies massing, and then, like, an enormous fog bank rolling in with the faces and jaws of slavering beasts emerging from them and rolling across the land. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, or, or like a fire raging across a lake. Like just like that kind of. Oh my God. So it's spirit world shit too. It's coming in. It would seem. And then, you know, like there's the classic expositionary images of a, a mother clutching a child to her chest and screaming as like a fire sweeps by. Uh -huh. She is losing a lot of blood right now. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. is. And then there's like an image of her like fucking one of the princeps. <laughs> and he like closes his eyes for that one. Gross. And he's like, ugh. Vinga Tuck's head's turned to the side <laughs> at the same. Oh my god. Uh, Billy doesn't want to see that stuff. So he's like, How do you know Maggie? And then it shows Maggie and <laughs> Victoria, Victoria fucking fucked it up. to town. Gross. <laughs> and her being like, oh, That is a story for another time. Yuck. Ugh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> All you need to know is that I'm a professional and I always. Always get the job done. <laughs> uh, Billy, uh, from, like he's a bit seasick, but the images made him barf. <laughs> yeah, totally. And the blood in the water diffuses mm -hmm. and spreads across the deck. All right. So let to to cap that off, we. Tuck is holding his dick and balls on. Yeah, nice. Everyone, just, yeah. Tuck, get some clothes. Just Put shut. Just from put where? something on. Okay, just but let me just cap this off. <laughs> okay, so it seems like the the princeps of the Firefields Principality are the ones that are fueling war, mm -hmm. and they're the ones that hired her to go to the vault, probably to get something to help with war. Mm -hmm. Right, so Victoria, my husband, always so smart. Okay, I'm gonna go get my loincloth now. Oh, what a shame. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Tuck's walking away, holding his dick and balls, going, uh, <laughs> his tiny little butt. Yeah, <laughs> his butt is the least developed part of his body, just like genetically. Tuck yeah. doesn't have a huge yeah. butt. It's so <laughs> <laughs> I was like fucking king of the hill, just like a negative butt like, goes into his body. <laughs> Uh, great. So Tuck comes back out. You're, I mean, you're in Victoria's cabin. There's a lot of stuff in here. You can uh, fucking ransack her if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, I totally piss on her bed. <laughs> All right. You come back out later. You've pissed on the bed. Your loincloth is on. Still have the sword through my stomach. <laughs> just to be clear, the pirates only had about five minutes to sleep. Yeah. And oh, that, yeah. Is, that is a thing that Billy just says. We got to, you know, TikTok everybody. To the clear water. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit. So the pirates are starting to like rustle around. Yeah. What yeah, do we want to do with her? Ving says and he like stretches her arms further away from her. Oh, yeah. Oh. So she's like hanging by her two outstretched arms yeah i mean we could just tie her up really quick yeah but she's gonna come after us for sure there's no way we can win like a naval battle against victoria leblanche i can pluck her limbs from her body don't want i don't, don't want to do don't kill her <laughs> no she's a total psycho but i wouldn't feel okay about that huh she's looking right at you you don't have the balls i don't good and neither do you true <laughs> oh 
You should use TLC to break the ship in half. Right. Or just like cut down the mast. Like if you were to oh, just walk up smart. and smash the yeah. mast. So I'm like, all right, guys, I fucking got this. I know how to immobilize the ship. And then I, I walk up to the capstone and I like just smash it off the ship. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. wow. So the anchor's gone. Yeah, totally. And then I also just walk up to the main mast and I start hacking it. All right. 2d6 plus strength. Okay. The capstan was easy enough. It's a bunch of delicate uh, gears and stuff. Seven. Seven. Okay. So you do, you hack into it, wood splinters. There's a great creaking and crashing as the main mast comes down. Mm-hmm. It misses most of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. A couple, oh, get, couple get knocked out. Oh, no. Smashed the, the aside. The main truck carried off one of the guy's legs. <laughs> 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 and I just made Halifax yesterday. No. And it crashes into the water. Mm-hmm. And the seven to nine here is that stretched out by two limbs, uh, Victoria looks at you, crazy gleam in her eyes, blood on her lips, and says, For that, my love, I will kill you. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, that sounds super scary. <laughs> Ving's pretty angry right now. Uh-huh. Lifts her up really far in the air and drops her on the boat and as Ooh. we're like running. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'd like to use that hold. Okay. <laughs> 11. Whoa. Holy shit. Wait, you- D10? Wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one? That's, uh, that's a D8. D8. Here. That's a one, my boy. Okay, so yeah, he just he just walks away and like pokes her up there while we're just like leaving, just very casually. Yeah, the goal was to yeah slow her down, knock her out, yeah. not yeah do a ton of damage. Yeah, I lift her up in the air and I just say, "You dumped, <laughs> you dumped, <laughs> you dumped, <laughs> you dumped," <laughs> and she falls to the deck and slams into the ground, and uh, the crew starts to wake and. Immediately, they all gather around her, like they're trying to be like, "Oh my God, Captain! Captain, are you okay?" Uh, but you have all hopped onto the clear water and started cutting lines. As you're pulling away, you hear, "Wait for me! I want to go with you." Is it Bruno? It's Bruno. Was <laughs> <laughs> like, "Please help you! You can't sail the boat by yourselves." Uh, Tuck leans out. He puts an arm out. He's like, "Bruno, jump!" He runs and he jumps and he stretches out his arm and. A clasp it. Oh, thank God. I was really scared there for a second. And then Tuck slips. No, no, no. Tuck, don't let me go. And then da- like he's dangling from a rope from the side of the ship. Tuck, and then they're no. slamming against the Fuck. He's like, Ow. Tuck, can somebody pull us up, please? Can someone pull you up? Yes. And Billy's looking over like, no. <laughs> Not really. That's... A lot of weight. And I, Pass I, me the boy. <laughs> I throw Bruno up. Okay. Oh, 2d6 plus strength. This is kind of precarious. Nine. Yeah. Woo. Catch him. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And he's like, you catch him in yeah. your arms. He's got his legs up and his arms wrapped around your neck, my hero. I'm he's rocking like, him. Shh. rocking him back and forth and like, I was so scared. Twirl him around. I was so scared, Vig. I was afraid I was going to be left on that boat with all those fucking psychos. No, you're on a boat. You're on this boat with all these fucking psychos. Oh my god, thank you so much. And he buries his face in your chest. Yeah, there, there, big fella. Who's a big bear? You're my big bear. She was so scary, man, but she was so hot, which made it scarier, which made it hotter. Yeah, you don't have to be afraid of her anymore. She can't hurt you here. Tuck walks over. He puts puts his hand on Bruno's shoulder. He's like, Dude, I know exactly what you what you mean. Right? It was crazy. Right? Like she pulls you into her like aura of insanity. Isn't it weird? <laughs> Why do I want to kiss somebody that wants to kill me? Because Ugh. of our issues. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy's just like, what is going fuck? on? <laughs> All these daddy dudes. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Issue dudes. Uh, and you are off. Cloudpiercer and Gale descend from the clouds. Things like doing two lassos like this. Yeah. Out on the bow. And then, and then just like sends them out either side of the, throws them out to the side. And they grab them with their talons and they fly <gasps> forward. And the whole bow goes like. Cool. And you start getting dragged forward. And before you know it, cool. the White Knight and Victoria LeBlanche are a distant memory. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. That was so stressful. <laughs> she was so scary. <laughs> You're covered in blood, Billy. 
Am I? You from, are. From what? <laughs> I think it's from all those guys whose legs you sliced. I yeah. feel really bad about that. Maggie reaches down and wipes some of it away. Yeah, it's not his blood. It's not his blood. Don't worry. <laughs> no. Uh, so Billy's like scrumbling around uh, with <laughs> the fanny pack. He's uh, like, oh, I can never undo this very well. It's so tight on my waist. <laughs> he pulls off and he unzips it. And you un- unflap the, the flaps of the flap tent. <laughs> Wow, lost it for a second there, huh? It's okay, it's a really flat tent, (laughs) especially in the wind. Exactly. But there are like moments where Billy unflaps the tent in a really fucked up way. You know, like when you watch a kid put like his shirt on Uh and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? How are you missing those holes? (laughs) So he's like doing it in a really weird way where it looks lopsided and fucked up. It's Uh like he's added material to it. (laughs) And we're just like, it's going to be so much work to fucking figure out how to fold this back and Bruno is just standing there watching <laughs> what the fuck is this oh my god you're gonna love it and Billy pokes his head out we're making oatmeal he sticks his head out of a fanny pack yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bruno just does he Bruno doesn't he sees Billy stick his head out of a fanny pack and doesn't respond and then Bruno looks back at the white knight and <laughs> you can tell <laughs> he, that he's, he's thinking about it um, he's like fuck yeah. the <laughs> enemy you know and he just turns and he walks to the hatch and he goes below decks. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just hear him say, I'm not fucking dealing with this. I'm not dealing with this right now, Bruno. You got to prioritize yourself, bro. It's time to go down below. Jack off. Go to bed. <laughs> I guess that's exactly what a sailor would do. Yeah. yeah. It's also what Bruno at any, Age, any era yeah. would do. Bruno in his 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno. It's time to go down, boy. Jack off. Go to bed, man. <laughs> Take your pills. Jack off. Take go your to pills. Bed. Jack off. Wash matlock. Eat some applesauce. Jack off again. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Uh, all right. And you guys head into the fanny pack. And Billy's uh, squatting on the counter, stirring a big pot of oatmeal. And Perel is on the couch, snoozing with a bottle of wine in one hand and a book open on his chest on the other. <laughs> hey, how are you? Get- Whoa, what? What the fuck happened? Get off the couch. What? And he gets up off the couch. What happened? Uh, where, where are? Where are? He goes out and he pokes his head out of the door and he's like, "What the fuck?" The flaps are. Then <laughs> <laughs> he zips it closed and points like thumbs at the door. What the fuck is happening out there? We found the clear water. Okay, cool. And also, I got married. Doug's married. Yeah. How long was I asleep? It was literally. 12 and a half hours. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that, actually. It was 0.5 of a fortnight. I, I feel excellent, so I can understand that, yeah. But yeah, we met... A, have you ever heard of Victoria LeBlanc? No. Okay. She's nuts. Okay. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I low-key proposed to her and then got married to her. Yep unaware of that mm-hmm. uh and oh wait they- hold on wow <laughs> sorry i was uh, looking at the sword sticking out of your torso <laughs> yeah this is kind of our divorce papers <laughs> oh, okay all and right hold still breathe in <gasps> one two three <laughs> oh! and then what just poultice right after that yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, compress, I, compress, compress. There's just a spray of blood all up. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just he's his mouth is like, closed and the blood is just sprayed up his mouth, up his eye. Billy's like, "Oh, your porridge is ready." He hands him a bloody bowl of yeah. bloody porridge. I'm gonna go outside. Okay. But the porridge. He's holding the porridge in his hand and he just walks outside. Well, I'm going to tuck in to my food. It's like, yeah. And Tuck is like, I, yeah, I'm going to too. I'm going to take a big one. I'll love some porridge. And about 20 minutes later, Perel comes back in. Still kind of bloody, but the blood's not on his face anymore. He doesn't have the oatmeal with him, but he has an empty bowl. Oh, nice. Yeah. He definitely scooped it overboard. <laughs> he definitely did. He want to eat it. So, what else happened out there? We got... Wicker back. Oh, yeah, the cat. Yeah, I saw. That's exciting. I saw we're on a boat. That's insane. We're on a boat now. We got the clear water back. Very cool. I saw Maggie running around. Mm -hmm. We're Mm -hmm. headed up north. Yeah. With the help of the Thunderbirds. Yeah, that was the that was the initial plan. And then we're on a boat and Tuck got married and stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. 
So we're just heading north. Still the plan, go to the glacier. Mm-hmm. What did you figure out? Weren't you going to figure something out? Yeah, we talked about it. What was it? It was that I thought Morris was in here. Oh, yeah. And then the danger room opened because we found the safe. Uh-huh. There was a letter. Right. Did yeah. you read the letter? Yeah. And? None of your business. Okay. Fair, but... It's it's an ap- it's kind of an apology. Oh. And I mean uh I I think we talked about it. He he kind of got wrapped up in the wizard's first stuff, became like a pretty key player in the um the uh extra planar evacuation project. Wait, what? Yeah. That's yeah, what Tuck does. He goes what? He goes, way walking. Yeah, I mean, we, we, he looks around like, what? where did that come from? I mean, I mean, I, look, I, it is, it's his glasses on. It is, it is an academic. And then he goes to a window. Porthole. Yeah. It is, it is an academic thing. So I really don't want to be an asshole, but it's not strictly way walking. Remember, yeah. way walking is a portion of it. Morris was kind of involved in the way walking part of it, but kind of more involved in the uh, extra planar construction part of it. Wow. So yeah, it was the, the, uh, the extra planar evacuation project was the name that got thrown around a lot. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that sucked. Uh, when he started getting involved in that, we tried to convince him not to leave. Uh, and then he was just gone one day and we thought that he didn't say goodbye, but he did. He just kept it in the fanny pack, which is insane. Hmm. Oh, I get it now. So this is, oh my God, it makes so much more sense. This is not the safe for the fanny pack. This was, this is Mortis's all safe. What? What's mm-hmm. that? This is a safe. It's a safe that he made that existed in many places. Oh. So this just ended up. Okay. So does that mean that you can get to other places through the safe? As a lifeless corpse, yes. Oh. Does it kill you if you go in it? Does it kill you if you enter an airtight space for an extended period of time? Ving says, <laughs> yes. There's it. only one way to find that. <laughs> no, Step aside. Ving, no. He's take, he takes his shirt off for some reason. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm sorry that it took me so long to connect the dots, but yeah, this is the all safe. So, okay, that makes sense. So he put this somewhere that he expected us to find it. We didn't. And then everything went to hell. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it was nice, I guess, to read this. I am still angry. Because mm-hmm. I mean, saying sorry that I left doesn't mean that I didn't leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a confusing bit of closure. Yeah. So, or here, counter proposal. Maybe. <laughs> sorry. I'm really excited to see what this is going to be. Maybe Morris had to leave unexpectedly. Maybe he wasn't even going to leave. Maybe something went wrong and he had to go. So why'd he write this letter then? Good point. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about that. (laughs) What did the letter say? Because he didn't send it. So maybe he was still thinking about maybe staying. That would make more sense than him putting it in a personal safe. Yeah. And expecting. But then why didn't he destroy it? Maybe. Maybe he he left unexpectedly. Yeah. No, that actually does make a lot of sense maybe he wrote it thinking he was going to leave but then changed his mind because he never sent it or couldn't something happen to him before he sent it yeah oh my god maybe something happened to him yeah oh my god maybe he just fucking died dude. <laughs> Whoa. seriously that could have happened people die all the time that no or because uh, i noticed how sad Perel's looking he could have lived he might just be on vacation for a really long time or maybe he had to like leave unexpectedly from, from his original plans. He sits down on the chaise lounge, which was destroyed, but he's tried to fix it. <laughs> and he just kind of like puts his head There's in his hands. so many books underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is stacked up with a lot of books. Wow. Um, I was feeling kind of confused emotionally about this letter before you guys came in. And now I'm feeling confused about everything because Morris could be alive or he might be dead. Or he could be anywhere, or he could be nowhere, or something might have happened to him. I have to talk to Aquari about this. Well, 
I mean, here, I do have a question just in general about yeah. all of this. Because this, if Morris had to leave unexpected, if he was like a, the head of like the Exodus project. He's not. Like, okay. again, again, it was like a, it was a large undertaking by many wizards. Whatever. If he was like involved in it. Yeah. And <laughs> Billy, what the I'm fuck, s- dude? I'm sorry, she just came at me. I ate really fast. I'm so you sorry. You put too much cinnamon in the porridge. That's oh, what it was. Well, thanks. Maybe you can cook it next time if you don't I- like my cooking. <laughs> You know we're trying to let him do things on his own. I know, and it was good porridge. It was better than last time. <laughs> last time there was all raisins? Yeah. Yes. He called it porridge, but it was a bowl of raisins. Billy- so much raisins. Hot raisins. Billy goes <laughs> to sit in the cupboard. Oh, no. Not the cupboard. It closes it. Leaves it open a little bit. Just yeah. so you can hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little eye. Yeah. Little eye. <laughs> Okay, so here's my question. So uh-huh. Morris was involved in this project. Yep. There's a good chance that he wasn't, he hadn't totally decided to leave. Uh-huh. There's a good chance he had to leave maybe really quick or something. There's a good chance that he was conflicted about what to do with his life. Sure. But what the fuck happened right before the exodus? Do you know? What do you mean? Like. So you're sitting there. Yeah. It's not the exodus. <laughs> okay. It, all of a sudden, it is the exodus. Right. Okay. What happened then? We've talked about this. It wasn't an event. The exodus was a series of events that took place over a number of years. For you. For me? I was gone by that point. I'd gone back to the riverways. I'd gone back to my tower. And my plan was, you know, some people had already started leaving. And I noticed, me and some colleagues, Aquaria, I, and some other wizards had noticed that the leaving, the hotspots that were left behind, was causing havoc on the material plane. So I'd gone back to my tower to do some research. And then, like I said, wizards live a long time, and we count our time a little differently than maybe other people do. So this was, it was probably a couple of years that I was away. And by the time things got really bad, all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, people outside my tower whoopsie doopsie i'm in a box but do you know like what could have happened that would have made because morris isn't going to just leave unexpectedly unless it's a fucking disaster yeah so what could it have been i wish i could answer that question billy pops his lips out so it's like this he's like (laughs) maybe adderneck all water will know yeah maybe yeah she might and then he sticks it out more i'm so mad yeah, I thought you were in your cupboard. I am. And this is assuming that Adernak is there because we're actually just looking for a box that may or may not contain the I spirit. I bet she's there. I mean, maybe. And he goes into the cupboard. <laughs> she's there. She's there. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, should we, like, we're sailing now, but should we take the Thunderbirds? I think so. It'll be way faster. We don't have to go through the Jaws. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, I guess. What oh, we well, just... we've passed the Jaws because they were back where Victoria was when we started. No, no, no. <laughs> we missed the Jaws? No. no. How big are they? Well, the Jaws is like an ice field, remember? Oh. Yeah, so it's like it's like a field I of... I thought it was like... No, no, it's like an ice field that you have to pass through, and it's very treacherous. Oh, okay. But if we take the birds, we can fly over it. What if we drop the clear water off at um, Old Shear? Well, just like, bye-bye. Yeah. I think Old Shear is the place that you're past. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's probably like, you know, a cove somewhere that you can hide it. We mm. probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ving knows a cove. <gasps> okay. What is it? Uh, uh, Billy comes out. He's not mad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's too curious. Yeah. Uh, 2d6 plus intelligence for a spout lore. Uh, this is a cove from the past. So oh, I'll come on, wisdom. man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this cove was created millions of years ago, ge- geologically. <laughs> Uh, I got eight. Eight. So interesting, but not useful. Lay it on me. Oh yeah, the cove. Um, there's a there's a geothermal uh, vent. Ooh. Ooh. There's a bay that has um, volcanic vents that come cool. up. Mm-hmm. It's called the Goblin's Bath. Wow. And um, yeah, people back in the day, like kids, would go there for um, northern spring break. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like there's nothing set up, but it's like it's a real slog to get there by land yeah but in the winter you could go do um you, we, we would take our ice racers up there mm-hmm. 
and uh, yeah, you could get there. Go, you take the ice racers up there. You get fucking wasted. You get lead. Oh, it's a blast. So Goblin's is it like bath. a really tiny like resort sort of? No, there's no, there's oh, no buildings. No, no, no. You, you, you oh. go up there and you build ice huts and everything. You have to bring everything up yourself. That's mm-hmm. cool. But there's nothing up there. Is up there, and the reason it's called the Goblin's Bath oh. is goblins, as we all know, being cold blooded and needing needing heat to survive. There is a kind of Arctic goblin that lives in and around the baths because they need the thermal waters. Cool. So they're attracted to it. They're like those um monkeys. Those monkeys that sit in the <laughs> pools. Oh, cool. And I think these ones they're rep they're like kind of repto mammals in a way. Mm-hmm. So they have like fur because it's so cold up here that they're furry but also reptilian and yeah, they great. just like sit in the baths with their like furry little reptile ears like frosty bats? little mustache yeah like bats and maybe they actually do have like bat like noses and stuff like that to mm-hmm. sniff for things on the cold arctic winds mm-hmm. yeah so there's little enclaves of like arctic goblins up um, here because of the heat like it's, it has this uh, unique oceanic climate yeah exactly the microclimate Okay, you go and you share this with Maggie, and it is like, it's going to be a little bit to, it's going to be like maybe a day. Maggie goes, all right, that sounds perfect. We can set her, set her in there, hide her away. We can leave the crew. I think the people on this boat, we got some trustworthy folk. That Eric kid was a real cad when we grabbed him, but he seems like he knows what's up. Bruno, wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Not in terms of the danger to us but in terms of the danger to himself <laughs> uh, and then we got some others but we should be fine are we doing like a perilous journey or yeah whatever? i guess so to kind of see if we see anything or find anything on the way because hmm. there are unfortunately still few enough people that you guys are required to do actual jobs on the boat <laughs> fuck Aww. yeah Billy's been given the job of coiling ropes that are like as thick around as his neck basically and he's like can i just can I just do the floor washing? It's so much easier. Billy, I'm trying to challenge you. But my arms are so tired. Okay, all right, fine. You can clean. And she yes. gives you a sponge that's basically as big as your body. Yes, and so Billy like is pushing it around the, the deck, like running. <laughs> Walking back and forth, uh-huh. pushing a sponge. Perfect. So we're going to need some... I mean, Billy's busy cleaning the deck with a sponge. It's going to take him all day. <laughs> Because he needs to walk the length of this ship. Mm-hmm. So someone's going to have to scout and someone's going to have to navigate. I don't think we... I mean, I thought the birds are pulling us still. Yeah, the birds are still pulling you. So don't they navigate? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Ving's just like, uh, you know, head for the steam on the horizon. Yeah. Go hey. for the devil's labia or whatever. Cloud Piercer's like, fear not, Ving. Rest well on this boat. I will guide us ahead. And Gail, who pushes her way into your mental connection, goes, yeah, don't worry, Ving. We've got it under control. Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> I just thought I wanted to be involved in your conversation. That's fine. You're allowed in here. Just a little bit of like it's consent a- before you enter somebody's mind is usually typically the way the spirit animal connections go. And her mental connection is so much louder than yes, It's like, can I, you just turn that Bang, down. Bang, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very Bang, well. can you hear my the, mind? You don't need, your mind is louder than your person. I'm connecting to your mind now, Ving. I, you hear, do you hear me? Give me an affirmative if you can hear me. <laughs> affirmative. In your mind. She basically hasn't pulled her thumb oh off of God. the button on the walkie-talkie. <laughs> it is like, talk. Gail, you need to... Okay, um, um, uh, Cloud Piercer, I'm need... Okay, I'm going to walk you... I'm going to try and walk you through this. I need you to take Gail's thumb, uh, Bezor, tap it twice, and, and rub it three times, counterclockwise, to try and get her to... To get to the settings menu and yes, you're exactly. gonna go to audio and video <laughs> and then you hear gail go vang have you ever heard a song that goes i cannot be connected to gail's it's mind stuck in my head. And he's like wait no actually this is okay no no i this is actually i'm really close do it again <laughs> uh and they figure out a way like all right yeah we're gonna we'll head to uh goblin's balls and maybe uh, that's the navigate for vang is trying to get Gail and Cloud Piercer. All right, then I guess Ving okay, is going to have to navigate. <laughs> uh, and Tuck is given the option of scouting ahead. Yeah, man, I'll scout. Okay, all right. Uh, eight. Uh, eight. Uh, on a seven to nine, I choose one from the list below, which is you happen up on a discovery, the going is slow, or you encounter a danger. Mm. And Tuck. Uh, yes. 2d6 plus wisdom to scout ahead. Okay. Okay. Mm. 
Okay, minus one is eight. All right, so you get to choose one. You get the drop on whatever lies ahead, discern a beneficial aspect of the terrain, make a discovery, or notice a danger. Um, I kind of want to discern a beneficial aspect of the terrain. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. To find this, this fjord. Yeah, totally. So you are looking at the coastline one day as you've been given the job of moving a barrel from one part of the ship to the other. Okay. And then back again. Because <laughs> Maggie was like, this is the only thing that will keep him occupied. <laughs> just, I, Tuck, I just really need to make sure that you know that this barrel needs to go all over the ship. It's like, it's an old sailor superstition. Okay, this Maggie. Barrel's full of salt cod. Ooh. And we have to make offerings to the gods and spirits of the sea. Okay. So take it to each corner of the boat to make sure the entire boat has been blessed. And then Tuck goes... I appreciate you trusting me with such an important task. <laughs> and you begin moving a barrel from one corner of the ship to the other corner of the ship. To I, the says, next. I shall smudge this cod across this boat. <laughs> <laughs> but as you're like looking at the coastline, you're seeing like pillars of smoke and steam, like from various settlements oh, cool. or natural formations. And uh, as a street kid, You've seen a lot of chimneys in your time. Oh, yeah. And you see one billowing cloud in the distance. And you're like, that's got to be steam. Uh-huh. Uh, and you realize that there is like a series of thermal vents along the coastline. And if you follow these for- fjords, you can basically get inland faster mm. and then trace your way through different like fjord networks to the goblin's bath. They uh. follow a fault line that's along the oh, ocean floor. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Ving, you communicate that to uh, Gale and Cloud Piercer, and Cloud Piercer is like, ah, perfect, 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 <laughs> perfect. But he's him and Ving have been sharing a mind too long. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, dumb. It's not even full sentences anymore. It's just perfect, perfect. Fly now. Good. Goodbye. On track. Ving, did you get that message I sent you earlier? There's this other song that I was thinking about. It goes like, me and Julio down by the ice race. I don't think that's it, Ving. It is. Listen again. It goes, it's me and Julio down by the ice race. I really don't think that's it. One more time. It has that little, yeah. Uh, and uh, so the the navigate, uh, I get to choose one, but let's all choose it together. Uh, so you happen upon a discovery missed by the scout. The going is slow, so you wander off course. The GM says which and where you end up on the map, or you encounter a danger. Those are the three: discovery, danger, takes a long time. I say discovery. Yeah. Discovery. Yeah, discovery. But you know what that means? Get out your d12s, fuckers. <gasps> We're rolling on yes. some tables. Okay, so roll it. Uh, two nine four interesting okay so it, it actually worked out perfectly you rolled for a natural feature mm. jessica rolled for water feature within natural feature mm. and paul rolled for creek slash stream slash brook oh. oh uh yeah so this fault line maybe it's really deep mm-hmm. and there are underwater caves Oh yeah, so you're mm. like if you eat, like the water's so clear up here too mm-hmm. that if you look below, you can see the bubbles from the fault lines uh, and the thermal vents like bubbling up, but you can see them being swept away mm-hmm. into underwater passages. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly just like a very interesting visual effect. Like it's really pretty. Oh, and there's like algae in there that's yeah. bioluminescent. Ooh, so there's like whorls of yeah. like glowing blue algae. Blues, greens, pinks. Very pretty. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Billy's aurora. like staring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's the boiling aurora. Ooh. Oh, the Ooh. boiling aurora. What do they say about the boiling aurora? They're saying they're, um, people call them, they call them the sirens of the north. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Because the beauty will draw people are hypnotized by it and they will draw you into the oh. deep. Oh. So looking at the colors and the patterns for too long. Mm-hmm. That's true. I guess like you're safe on a ship, but if you try to swim in these waters mm-hmm. because of all the different Ooh. currents, they'll suck you under into yeah. one of the caves. Yeah. And you see there are people like looking over the side. Whoa, Bruno. Whoa, it's fucking trippy as down yeah. It would be kind of cool if like like the water's so clear you can see into the caves 
and then because of the way the currents work, you can see like all of the stuff that's been sucked in there. Oh, so there's treasure. like gold and oh, gems. That's yeah. right. Also bones. Oh, yeah, bones. so many bones. So Pieces. treasure is the siren. Yeah. Pieces of ships old yeah vessels and all that stuff so yeah all the like a bunch of sailors are going to the edge of the boat i mean the small small crew that you have because you're being pulled by two huge birds mm-hmm. but they're like oh there's treasure like there it's like the kind of thing that you're like we're so close it's to right there a fortune mm-hmm. so big and it's like because that effect that the water has yeah. where it's like it makes everything look closer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people are just like we could we could if we just found a way to get down there no. It's not even that deep. Like that's the really mm-hmm. allure. It's like, oh, I could hold my breath for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the water is boiling so much. Mm-hmm. Don't, Don't do it. Do it. Oh, but I want to do it so bad, Billy. Yeah, but look at all the bones. Those yeah. were people before who couldn't get out and they want to do the same thing you want to do right now. Yeah, weak people. No, I don't think so. I'm strong. Bruno, I was able to defeat you twice <laughs> with a stool. Yeah, look at you. You're huge though. You're huge. That's not fair. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> he starts walking <laughs> Shit, up to really? the edge of the boat. Oh my God, no. He starts walking to the edge. I spear tackle Bruno. <laughs> All right. 2d6 plus strength. Nine. Oh, I'll aid. Yes. Okay. I can't, I'm dragging a rope. The thick rope. Uh-huh. 2d6 plus bond. Nine. Okay, so yes. there's a 10. 10. So Billy and Tuck restrain Bruno. <laughs> no, let me go. I want to get the treasure. <laughs> Bruno, I you saw a sick-ass fucking helmet down there. I'd look so cool in it. <laughs> it's probably like a billion years old. We'll get you a different helmet later. <laughs> but I wanted that helmet. Bruno, sometimes you don't get what you want. I thought Vin could turn into fucking elemental freaks and flip around and swim and <gasps> shit. Hey, now, and I slap him. Okay. Have some humility. Have some fucking respect. You're absolutely right, Billy. I don't know what I was thinking. Do you want to be in there like a bag of bones? Should we have left you on the boat with Victoria LeBlanche? No. We didn't save you just so you could fucking die in a fucking weird treasure crevasse. Okay, fine. Go downstairs. Take care of your business. Okay, (laughs) but just before I go and check off and go to sleep... I just want to say one more thing. What? Bing can turn into elemental forms that allow him to go swim. Jerk All right, off. fine. <laughs> and then we turn and we talk to Ving. We're like, "Can you go down there and get some shit?" <laughs> you guys, the treasure's getting to you. <laughs> These are magical waters. Are I'm not being, going in there. We are being a little bit of like the <laughs> Yeah. Guys, come with me and just slowly like puts his arm around them and walks him away from the edge of the boat. And Billy's looking over again like, I guess that is a pretty cool helmet. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to try to switcheroo. Oh, oh my yes. God. Is that a cloak? <laughs> what are you trying to switcheroo it with? I don't know. I guess this scrub brush for the deck. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. All right. Try it. Switcheroo. Try sponge. Read squ- switcheroo again. It's been a long time. So, uh, switcheroo. Basically, like I can, it's what it sounds like. Like I take one object and I can switch places with another object using that object. Right. Yes. Okay. I, oh, right. And you can switch the materials of objects. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2d6 plus charisma on a seven to nine. I pick one of three where the effect works for all, lasts for a long time, and I keep control mm-hmm. on 10 plus works 100%. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing next to Billy, yeah. and I'm like, which one are you going to go for? Definitely yeah. the helmet. The helmet. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Bruno? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if he behaves. <laughs> and Tuck is like, cool, 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 Well, what cool. do you want? Nothing. No, I don't care. You got the helmet. It's your thing. What is it? Nothing. What is it? Uh, and Tuck is like, he's eyeing. <laughs> is this shapely gourd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tuck's eyeing a shapely gourd. That's <laughs> you're looking at the golden gourd, aren't you? A shapely decorative golden you gourd, know, yeah. Tuck, I think your love of gourds is getting us in trouble. <laughs> that is a an eight. Okay, so on a seven to nine. I can choose one of the three. Mm-hmm. Of effect works for all, lasts for a long time, or I keep control. I think I'd like to keep control. And wait, so on a hit, that means that you still do it. I still do it, but it doesn't last for a long time, and it won't work for all. Okay, so you are looking, you're holding the scrub brush in your hands, you're looking yeah. at this glittering helmet, mm-hmm. and blink of an eye, nobody even sees it happen. All of a sudden, Billy's holding, exactly, this, uh, what does this helmet look like? 
Um, I imagine it's like pointed. Like it's like, you know, those like it's like pointed and has like wings like. Yeah, sure. It's got wings on the side and then like scales or like chain kind of oh, hanging from the back, like, like to protect like the neck. Dragon like. Yeah. Ooh, dragon of, yeah. scales. Yeah. And it's like pointy and the wings are pointy like oh, a dragon wings. And then it's got <gasps> yeah. a, maybe like a, like a head or a tail on top. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Ooh, maybe it's oh, a, there's, uh, like a features of like claws on either side of the head. Like it's mm-hmm. an open mouth. Yeah. Yes. Maybe this is something that we, the authors of this world, would recognize as a piece of armor from the White Cloud Mountains. That's what I was thinking, too. Whoa, oh, so sick. Wow. Yeah. Billy's holding it like, I don't even want to give it to Bruno now. Don't. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, there's a motif on the helmet that you can tell. It's only half of the helmet is carved, but you could tell that the carvings describe every battle that this helmet has been through that's why it's only half carved because it was lost before the end of the person's life that's cool and the scales are all made out of coins with squares in the middle the the, Mm -hmm. the coins from the white cloud mountain hold up to vang can you read this yeah no you can't (laughs) Yeah, can I ever? Wait, but I have bardic lore for history. Oh, wow. Yeah, you could maybe learn something about it, but yes. I'm not sure that you'd be able to read this language. For context, for people who don't have the access to the right. Outlander mm-hmm. stuff, the White Cloud Mountains are... The White Cloud Mountains are basically like a mountainous territory very north of McCall, and it's separated by a huge desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Uh, pretty bare landscape but mm-hmm. they grow tea and it's the home of a lot of dragons and people who came from hibernia yeah mm-hmm. and it's a very isolated place you know what we can get it red pony had a nerd on this boat yeah and burrell comes <laughs> huffing <laughs> i heard something <laughs> about reading <laughs> somebody say reading I, I heard somebody say you needed a nerd and like, who can read i'm both of those things he's, he's running and he does the thing that kids do where they run too fast they trip yeah. over his own clothes <laughs> slams into the ground wait we, we might as well spell lower about this helmet yeah 2d6 yeah. plus uh-huh. intelligence no wisdom because it's old. right yes nice eight Perfect. Seven to nine. Interesting, but useful. Mm -hmm. Interesting, but not useful. Nice. So you are looking at this with a combination of Perel trying to translate a link. He's like, I look, I knew a wizard from the White Cloud Mountains, uh, but I didn't ever learn the language. So I I know some, but not enough to be able to read it. So I think we can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And you all kind of sit around uh, with this helmet kind of, you're all sitting cross-legged on the deck. Perel's got it in his lap. And he's bouncing stuff off Ving, who's heard stories, etc. Mm-hmm. And one of the battles describes like a a group of dragon riders, basically riding out to defend the mountains from a great dragon who had become corrupted by what? I mean, gold, or I mean, these are just things that are usually yeah. treasure mm-hmm. corrupt dragons. Maybe the dragons, because the White Cloud Mountains are on the same continent as McCall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that dragon got corrupted by an icon. Mm, could awesome. be. Yeah. Like wow, a demonic, yeah. a demon dragon. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It's the only time it's ever happened. Yeah. So you guys are Maybe like- Maybe it was oh. an obsidian dragon. Cool. And Pearl's like, whoa, wait. So does that mean that the dragon was possessed? This sounds like an icon. Possessed by a force- that's so weird though, because icons are like a human thing. But dragons have like like sapient intelligence. Yeah, I mean, if dragons are sapient, which I don't think I've ever really considered, they totally are. What? What do you mean? Well, they, we told you about Black Spire. Oh right, yeah. So now that I mean, like, yeah, it's dragons are sapient. The icons are reflections or the origin of sapient thought mm. and concept. Yeah. What if I mean, there are so many other beings out there that are possessed and we're not thinking about it? Yeah, that's a great point, Billy. I mean, iconography was never really my thing, but um, it stands to reason that any sapient being could be possessed by an icon. And that is an absolutely terrifying thought. Oh, it's going over my head now. And then <laughs> at this point, we all look over at Wicker. <laughs> <laughs> She's sharpening a knife. 
<laughs> Her eyes glow red. Yeah. <laughs> now she, in reality, Wicker is curled up on a coil of rope with a little uh, fabric mouse in her teeth. And all of a sudden, Perel is hands are soaked, and he's holding a scrub brush in his hands. No. <laughs> what the fuck happened? And then uh, we all realize that Perel is holding a chore, basically, yeah. and we get up and run away. <laughs> what? No wait. Dean's oh. done it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> scrub, scrub, he scrub. Start scrubbing the deck. That was one of the things, right? Billy's thing wasn't going to last for a yeah. long time. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and the ship carries on. A uh, little bit of fun lore to pass the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, later the next day, you leave a final stretch of fjord and enter the hot summer vacation locale that Ving remembers <laughs> from his youth. The goblin's bath it is a wide thermal lake with that sort of like um mm -hmm. blue green milky milky looking water like rich in minerals and you can feel the temperature change as you enter this kind of bay <laughs> perel's got his summer clothes on yeah he's just like Whoo <laughs> it is a hot one today blue zinc on his nose yeah. <laughs> and you look out onto the goblin's bath and see Massed in the water and along the shore, hundreds and hundreds of Arctic goblins. And Ving suddenly recalls why people never came to the goblins' bath at this time of year. It's mating season. <laughs> And that's where we're going to end it for what? this week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long. Playing Ving, the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Playing Mad Billy, the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Bye, everyone. Uh, thank you to Aaron Reed of Vancouver Sunday Service for our intro and outro music, which you can find at soundcloud.com. And you can find Aaron's original music at aaronreed.bandcamp.com. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for supporting the show. If you want to support Spout Lore and get access to bonus content, uh, Blades in the Dark game, merch, gifts, streams, a whole whack of shit, check us out at patreon.com slash spoutlore or spoutlore.com slash money, please. And thank you to Kelly and Kelly Creative in Vancouver for letting us use their incredible recording space this weekend. It has been such a treat. And thank you finally to you for listening. We'll see you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures Three, who tried the best they can. Though dumb and scared and lost they be, for times abreast in revelry. And though our journey may be like a conclusion, we will not leave you without a resolution Return next week to hear some more whilst you commute or do your chores and for you I'd gladly